Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Tuesday, the 22nd of September. I'm going to look at Hong Kong's second quarter balance of payments today. After all, this economy is being hit by at least a triple whammy unprecedented anywhere in the world. It's now in its sixth consecutive quarter of political unrest. It's a quintessentially international services centre, so it's massively exposed to the pandemic's global travel lockdown. And now, of course, it's caught up in China's own newfound diplomatic and political aggression, which seems very willing to redefine Hong Kong with distinctly Chinese Communist Party characteristics. You'd expect that Hong Kong's current account and balance and payments will be reeling under these blows. But, of course, the first rule in Asian economics is never rule out Hong Kong. Today, it released its second quarter balance and payments, and guess what? Its current account surplus rose 26.3 billion Hong Kong dollars year on year to 60.5 billion. Now, you could mainly thank the 55.1 billion year on year narrowing of its trade deficit for that. And in fairness, what happens to Hong Kong's trade balance is pretty much out of Hong Kong's hands, since it's all about the mainland economy, really. But it's the other bits of the picture that are encouraging and surprising. First, the services surplus was down only 28 billion year on year to 21.4 billion, which, when you consider that travel exports dropped 97% year on year, and last year they made up 29% of total service exports, and transport exports also fell 41.3%, and last year they made up 30% of services exports, well, when you consider that, the overall 21.4 billion services surplus is a pretty good result. In fact, if you exclude travel and transport, all other service exports fell only 6.2%, while services imports on the same basis fell 10.6%. In other words, X, transport and travel, the balance of all other services showed a surplus of 11.7 billion, which was up up 22.4% year on year. I think that's pretty impressive and pretty unexpected in the circumstances. Then there's capital flows. Yes, there is evidence of capital outflow from Hong Kong, but nothing that amounts to capital flight. In fact, although there was net direct disinvestment in Hong Kong, it amounted to only 18.4 billion in the 12 months to June, and in the second quarter itself, there was actually a very small positive net direct investment into the place. Then there's portfolio investment. Now, it's true that there was an outflow of portfolio capital from Hong Kong in the 12 months to June, but it's tiny, just $36 billion. And that's peanuts compared to the net inflows, which peaked in the 12 months to March 2019 at 954 billion. And that portfolio outflow was also concentrated in the first quarter of this year with net portfolio investment into Hong Kong of 231 billion in the second quarter alone. Put it all together, and the net result is that Hong Kong's foreign reserves rose 15.5 billion quarter on quarter in the second quarter recovering from a 25.8 billion loss in the first quarter and a 28.3 billion loss in the second quarter of last year. For the world's most open economy, under siege 
both from within and without, that is, I think, pretty extraordinary. Moral, first rule in Asian economics, never count Hong Kong out. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I hope you did, please help spread the word about the bulletin. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.